Hey y'all, it's Ade. And it's Zach. Hey, look, we did it the other way. How does that feel? Yuck, I can't <laughs> It's also alphabetical. And we're going from A to Z with these listener letters. Yo, bars. <laughs> All right. Man, okay. dog, I, I might be, yo. yo I'm going to let you have it. I need to t- I need to take these talents like to NBC, man. Like I need to write for somebody. These are good jokes. Hmm. Or maybe I'd be like a ghost writer, cause like this is crazy. I have bars. Like this is great. Did you hear that? I said alphabetical, cause you cause with no, the. No, I got the point. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Don't hate. Okay, so look, we're doing these listener letters today. Now look, uh, we kind of said it last week. The names y'all put in these letters, we're going to say those names unless it seems a little too specific. Then we might like just like call it something else. Right. But like, just know we're going to read these letters as you send them. Right. So, you know, sign your name with what you want to be addressed as. And we'll make sure that we we respect that. Um, But, you know, we don't want to like go into our fake bag name and then like give you a fake name. But that might be messing around and be a real name. You know what I mean? So just help us out. Help us help y'all. Yeah, okay. So look, we got these listening letters. We're going to go ahead and get going. Um, I'm going to read this first one. Uh, the subject line is too friendly. Uh-oh. what that mean? It sounds like a call to HR. I'm saying, like, what do you mean? You're too friendly. Relax. Okay, what's up, Adi and Zach? Look, they kept it alphabetical, but I tell you. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel like everyone else is super close at my job, and I'm always on the outside of whatever inside jokes they're telling. It makes me question who I can trust since everyone is friends with everyone but me. They're always going out after work and will come back from the weekend with their stories of what they did. I just want to come to work, do my thing, and go home. I don't want to give up that much time, but I'm also feeling like the odd woman out. What should I do to feel more comfortable at my job? Thanks. She wrote her name as Tracy. Okay, so what should Tracy do? Um. Well, Tracy, you can't have your cake and eat it to friend um i i don't know what to tell you like it sounds like you're saying that you don't want to do the things that make that have made everyone else become closer and you know more vulnerable with each other right so i i understand wanting to come to work and go home and have that be the extent of your responsibilities um at work that being said it means that you're not going to have a relationship at the depth um that you're admiring and and coveting um i mean you can certainly do the things that we encourage you can ask your coworkers to go get coffee with you maybe bring donuts um but you can't have the conversations with people you can't honestly if they're having like inside jokes because they went to happy hour three times and you were in zero times you're not going to get any of those contexts am I missing something? no you're not and I think ultimately to make friends you have to be friendly that's what my mom always tells me right like you have to actually put yourself out there so looking at your letter I'm not really sure I'm imagining because of our platform that you're a person, a woman of color. Um, And if you are, and even if you aren't, like, it can be hard to put yourself out there and because to show vulnerability with, like, a group of people that you don't really, you don't know to, like, really try to make friends. And it's tough because, you know, like, 
the clickiness and stuff like those things don't just stop after high school like there are definitely like work clicks correct and so i can understand and empathize with you you know feeling a certain kind of way but like if you have these insecurities one way to combat those insecurities is to one just like maybe go out every now and then doesn't have to be all the time but just take the time like if you know they're going they go out somewhere every weekend maybe you go one time with them on a weekend or just start maybe with baby steps up if you know they're going out to happy hour every single week you know maybe choose one or two times a month that you're going to go with them right like and then that way you can start kind of easing into it and that way you and you you will feel more comfortable and then they'll feel more comfortable and then like it'll barriers will just kind of come down i think but I'm not a woman, though. And, like, my wife always tells me that, like, women are different. Like, that's, she, that, that, like I'll be kind of talking to her about something. She'll be like, look, Zach, women are just different. So help me understand how they, what I might be missing in this. I do not want to project things that aren't there. Um, I, I don't want to project off of my own personal experiences simply because I don't think that it does Tracy uh, any good to hypothesize about what could be happening. I mean, her letter doesn't say that she's ever been invited. So that, to me, um, might be the issue in that it's one thing that they're having all these, like, happy hours or they're going or whatever it is that they're doing outside of work. It also doesn't say how long that Tracy has been there. It doesn't say that she's ever been extended a formal invitation. It doesn't say that they're including her in other ways that don't include these extracurricular activities. So I, there are many, many, many different things that could be going on. But what I do know to be true is that Tracy herself says that she only wants to come to work, do her thing, and go home. There are ways to develop friendly relationships that don't also require you to be more vulnerable than you want to be at work. So I would say to Tracy, kind of what we said last week, with I think it was Jamal um, mm. grab a drink with them not like alcohol but grab some coffee or grab some tea um, or come in the morning and ask them about the weekend um, and share a little bit of what you did um, on your weekend or oh hey did you guys catch Homecoming on Netflix really great you guys should see yeah. it There's, yeah there's yes there's so many, yeah, there's so many different ways that you could share cultural context that don't require you to be more revealing than necessary. Also, once you start relying on greater cultural context, I mean, you don't have to get their inside jokes because Beyonce is, is it like crosses all cultural barriers, right? Like, come on, come on. No, no, just <laughs> come on. It's a, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, come on, it's Beyonce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I super agree. And that's a really good point. Like that culture is a big deal. People talk about culture in like these really like highbrow, generic, 30,000 foot ways. But I think like just really practically speaking, like for people of color, at least I'll speak for black folks. Like if I'm going out for drinks with you after work, like that means that I'm really cool with you. So like it's hard for us. I'll speak for, I'll speak for me anyway. It was hard for me to like really be like, yeah, I'm going to go out to drinks with you after I've already worked eight hours or nine or ten hours with you. And I've seen you, you know what I'm saying, yes. all day. And I don't even know if I really like or trust you. So, like, you haven't really shown me, like, any type of trustworthy characteristics while we work together. But now I'm about to spend extra time and my money with you. Right? Like, those are the things that 
have gone through my mind, like, okay, I'm gonna break these barriers down. But like, and we talked about this with Deborah Owens, um, who's CEO of the Corporate Alley Cat, and we spoke with her. I spoke to her about this. Um, I believe that was in season one, but we were just talking about that's part of the job, like doing that, extending yourself is part of the job, um, and getting to know those people is part of is part of your whole work life. Like those are working hours for you. Like that's how you should think about it. If you genuinely just don't want to do it, it's important for you to make some of that time. Again, it doesn't have to be all the time, but um, you should not be like, no, I, I don't go to anything. Like you should go to something from time to time. Um, but I also think it's a really good point that like you shouldn't have to extend yourself super far. There are small things you could do at work. You know what I'm saying? There are things you could do at work to make sure that people at least know a little bit about you. Maybe there's some more humor you could insert at work. Like, yeah, I'm not asking you to be like a comedian. I'm just saying like there's things that you could do. So I think that's really good feedback. Um, I think the the final comment that I would want to make is that. Um, have you ever seen that graphic of the cultural context like the cultural iceberg no what is that okay so it's this image um that shows like you know how an iceberg you really can only ever see the tip of it and there's so much more depth or so much more that's um underneath the the water Mm -hmm. um at the top it shows things like food and holidays and, and language Um, as the things that are easy to see but underneath the surface there are things like rules of conduct child rearing practices um, family values body language expectations aesthetics personal space there are all these different things that are part of your culture that are so much more difficult to articulate i think there is such a thing as work culture a similar iceberg in that it's easy to see like your dress code um, turnaround time for client de- uh, deliverables or um, just all of these different things that are easy to see once you enter the, the workspace but there are things that are that are underneath the surface right um, how often you should be going to happy hour being one of them which could be really alienating for people who don't drink for whatever reason right um, or Uh, that you have to make your rounds every day to have conversations with people. This is something that I didn't know when I first started working in a lot of corporate spaces. Like, you have to make rounds. You have to go around to to people and make conversations in certain certain work environment because you're so um, scattered. And so in order to maintain your working relationships... It's this unspoken rule that you get up at 10 a.m. or you at 2 p.m. and you kind of go talk to other coworkers. These are all things that are a part of that work culture iceberg that might be difficult to see. And once you have fallen on the wrong side of that iceberg, it's very difficult to to repair those relationships because they're unspoken. People assume that you know that this is the appropriate thing to do. And so they feel as though you've slapped their hand one too many times when they extended it out and trying to be friendly by inviting you out or by asking you to do whatever. Um, whereas your understanding is I'm just here to work and go home. And so in order to, to bridge the gap in those two, two work cultures, I would say that there is no better time than now to start reaching out. And people love talking about themselves it's not like a moral failing. It's simply just human nature. Like when people start taking interest in the things that you enjoy and the things that 
you feel proud of, it makes you feel closer to the person asking. So Tracy, I would advise you to, um, not on like, not asking you to like do any social engineering, but getting to know people by asking them about the things that they love and things that they enjoy. Um, and also with the understanding that we are not saying that that means that you need to go attend the happy hours or that you need to extend yourself any further than necessary. Simply that it is a mark of a good professional to be able to maintain good working relationships, regardless of the depth of those relationships. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And that's just a really good reminder even for me. Not even for me, like I'm somebody for me, um, because <laughs> you are because somebody, you, Zachary. Oh, thank you, Ayday. Uh, but no, it's it's important like to make time and to like do the rounds. Ninety nine percent of the time, ninety nine percent of the businesses that we work in are people businesses. There's some type of people element to it, and even if they're not like external clients, if there's like just your own colleagues, there's a relationship that you need to be continuing continually thinking about and how you manage them. So. That uh, makes sense to me. I think it's super spot on. Cool, cool, cool. Um, thank you for writing in, Tracy. We hope that you can get a resolution to this soon. And we'd love to hear from you. See how you dealt with this, how you handled, how you had this conversation. For sure, for sure. Okay, I see this next one. This one is called, the subject line is uh, micromanager. Uh, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Actually, no. Do you want to read this one? Because I, I read the first one. Why don't you read this one? Sure. Okay. All right. <clears throat> hey, Living Corporate. So I've been at my job for about two years now and recently got a new manager. They're nice enough, but are nonstop with the feedback. Ooh. As if they have something to say about every little thing I do. From checking my work, how I present and lead meetings and my body language... They're also asking me for their feedback like every other week to the point where I don't know what to say. I just am feeling overwhelmed. A part of me wants to tell them to back off, but I'm not trying to cause any trouble. What do you think I should do? Thanks, Courtney. Hmm. Go ahead, Zach. So they're nonstop with the feedback. I feel like that's what I'm saying about every little thing I do from checking my work, how I present lead meetings to my body language. So when I read this, and maybe I'm reading this from like a manager lens, right? So I could be wrong. It sounds to me like you have someone who's really engaged and they're trying to help you, mm. right? And then when you say they're they're also always asking me, and this is like every other week. So every two weeks, they're asking you to give them feedback. So they're looking for you to help them, just like they're trying to help you. Are you just not, maybe you're just not used to being managed? Like, this is kind of weird. This is kind of weird to me. What do you, how do you you're making all these noises and you you were making noise when you read the letter so like what am I missing here okay um I wouldn't necessarily say that um Courtney is not used to being managed I I think that there are two conflicting styles here uh, working of of working relationships um I think that Courtney's new manager is used to uh, to borrow PWC's phrase, real, real-time feedback. And Courtney might be a little bit more used to a more hands-off style type of management. And that will that will create conflict, but I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing. 
I don't know that anybody is wrong here so much as miscommunicating. Um, because it can be overwhelming to go from a very, very hands-off managerial style to someone who is seemingly in your face all the time. That can be very a very difficult experience. I know that I would be frazzled. I was frazzled when um, it happened to me. Um, and I certainly think that and, and I'm not saying that the manager is wrong either in saying that, oh, hey, I noticed that you do do things this way. Maybe you should try this way instead. Because ultimately, um, most managers who are worth their salt are trying to help you develop you, your career and help you grow. Um, as an individual, they are not being malicious in their feedback. Um, but nobody likes to be micromanaged, and that's likely what that feels like to Courtney. All that to say that um, I think that there are ways in which you can communicate that you feel overwhelmed with the deluge of information. Um, Maybe you could schedule checkpoints every two weeks with your manager. Like, hey, let's go grab some coffee every two weeks for 30 minutes. You can have a conversation about um, my progress so far. We can talk about what you think I should be doing differently. But the constant um, check-ins are distracting they're demoralizing um and i don't feel that they're actually helpful to me Mm, that's real you know so i'm looking at this email like every other week the manager's asking asking them for feedback because i don't know courtney i don't know if courtney courtney might be a man or woman i'm not sure asking them for feedback right so like asking them for feedback like maybe maybe that's where they could propose this like that's where they could propose like hey look like being really transparent, right? Like, hey, this is how this is making me feel. We have this time already. Unless it's something that's like a serious problem. Like, unless it's something that's like going to break, make something break. Like, could we wait to kind of give me feedback during these points? Typically, I'll say for me anyway, sometimes when I know that I'm micromanaging somebody, I realize that like I'm giving them feedback every little step of the way as opposed to like backing up and letting them like drive something. And then I can be like, oh, wait, I was going to say this, but you ended up doing this anyway. I was going to say this, but you end up, okay, so let me, I don't even have to say anything about this, right? Like, I think that that makes sense. I think there is definitely opportunity. And if they really are being serious about this 360 feedback, I think that's the perfect place to give it to them then. But that's going to take some vulnerability and like courage on your part, right? And you say in here, um, a part of me wants me to tell them to back off. I'm not really trying to cause any trouble. I don't feel like you're causing any trouble, right? I think it's about just being respectful. And nothing in here, what you've said, is that they've been disrespectful to you. So I'm going to assume that everything has been above the board so far that it's been like work but that's what i would suggest and yeah i'm not trying to be unfair and saying that you're not used to being managed i'm well i guess what i'm (laughs) what i'm saying is because of my work history i've been in so many situations where like my lead does not care they won't communicate with me um and i'm on a project now where i have a very engaged manager and they really really are plugged in and they care about like my growth and my progress and they give me like really poignant feedback and it has felt at certain times overwhelming but i had to ask myself like okay how much of this is overwhelming because of i'm just getting too much feedback how much is overwhelming because it's like wow i don't maybe i haven't really ever gotten like on the spot coaching about my performance before and like i'm just not used to how this feels like maybe this is just a new feeling as, as opposed to me putting it on somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So that's, so that's what I mean with Courtney is like, okay, well, is this like, how much of this is just a new feeling for you that you need to navigate and like work through that may take you time? And how much of this is you really feeling like they're micromanaging you? 
that's that's my that's my take. Understood. But I feel like I feel like we're still saying something. Are we saying something different? Like, what do you think about what I'm saying? I I think that um, it's entirely possible that it's both. In that, I, I think that we're actually saying the same thing. Actually, that the truth is somewhere in the middle. That Courtney might not be used to this person's managerial style. That you might not be used to this instantaneous feedback, and that this manager's feedback might be, or managerial style might be a little overwhelming, particularly for someone who has been in their position for two years and is switching contacts um, between two managers. And so I think that as a manager, you do have to be mindful of the context and the role in which you've stepped. Like the people who you're managing have had different contexts over time. And I think that it's only fair that you ramp up not coming with guns blazing. And it might not feel that way to you because you're simply doing what you've always done, which is, oh, hey, I saw this. We should work on that. Or, oh, hey, I think you'd be a a much more effective presenter if you did did things this way, which fair. That's absolutely what you're supposed to be doing. But um to manage up Courtney, I would say that you should definitely take some time, sit down and figure out truly what are the things that make you the most uncomfortable and then figure out how to make those things work for you. Because if the feedback is meant for you to grow as a professional, there's no way that it can be a terrible thing to hear it. For sure. However, it's entirely true that it might be overwhelming for you when you're in the middle of deliverables and also trying to incorporate the last six things that were said to you in the last two days. Um, so I would say that um, for me, it would be much more effective to manage up in um, putting time on your manager's calendar. Like, hey, every two weeks, let's go out get some coffee or grab some lunch and we can talk through my progress over the last two weeks in some areas you would like to see me improve and we can iterate over my behavior in that way or my progress in that way as opposed to you sending me a note every you know three hours because that's jarring (laughs) um every three hours no (laughs) right it's 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 a little bit much um and not that I don't appreciate you paying close attention to me and um, my activities, but it does make me feel a little bit monitored and micromanaged, um, and I can't succeed in that way. No, that's real. And I mean, like, I'm agreeing with you, right? I agree with that. I think, and I think what's really cool is that two, every two weeks, that can just be the two weeks I already have set up. Yep. And Yeah, so that's great. I think it's really good feedback. So, Courtney... Hope that helps. Let us know how that. Um, let us know how it goes. Let us keep us updated um, on the progress. I definitely think the term "managing up" is important because um, this, this is part of it. This is a huge part of it. Is you having this discussion with your with your boss, and it seems as your lead, your manager, and it seems as if I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at it through. I'm being biased and looking at it through like a manager lens, but it seems as if this person, at least, I mean, the communication is there right like it's not mm-hmm. like you're having to create a lane of communication so hopefully it should work out we'll see though hmm okay all so right. I agree. 
All right, y'all. Well, that does it for us on the listener letters. Let's see here. Um, so I have one favorite thing. And I recognize we did not talk about this in pre-production. So if you don't have one, it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a couple of weeks, right? So I just want to like really worst. quick. <laughs> um, it's been a couple of weeks, right? So like, I feel like I can now talk about Avengers Endgame. Uh, very good, right? Mm. Spoilers. No spoilers. No, no, definitely spoilers. It's been two weeks. It's no been like spoilers. Two or three weeks. What? No, don't be a terrible person. I'm being a terrible person. It's been mad weeks. No spoilers. Oh None. my goodness, man! I was about to say. I was None. about to be like, and when and when so and so did the such and such. I I, was just, I I require more of you than you are giving me right now. Man, that's, that's real. That's real. Okay, so I'm not gonna get into spoilers. However. Thank great, you. great movie. In fact, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all what happened. So, open the weekend, right? Oh, I was about to be like, didn't I just say? No, 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 no. So, open the weekend, right? <laughs> I planned on going Thursday night, but then I had a really busy day on Friday, and I was like, you know what? Let me be wise and just like let me be mature, and I will wait. So, I waited. It did not go Thursday night. I ended up going Friday night instead. And man, when I tell you that I was so emotional emotionally overwhelmed like I cried I cheered I cried again I cheered again I gasped like multiple times that I was like man and so I had already like proactively got tickets for Saturday and Sunday and I was like because I, I just know I'm going to want to see it again and the theaters are sold out um, <laughs> but I was so tired like I was so I was so drained by that conversation by that movie and the multiple conversations they had. Again, I'm not going to get into spoilers. I was so drained. I was just like, you know what? Let me just, let me just not. I've only gone to see it once. Like, that's how drained I was. Because I was just, I cried. Like, it was just so good. I've never seen a movie, like, it's just the culmination of more than 20 films. Man, like, come on, dog. Like, that's a lot of work. It was so good. Like, you saw it, Ade. Am I tripping? Was it not great? It was amazing. Amazing. It was so amazing uh, so good so good so anyway that's my favorite thing I hope that y'all go see it if you haven't already and then also y'all need to go ahead and just cut the cable and go ahead and get that Disney Plus cause y'all know all these shows are about to come up again I can't get into the spoilers because they told me not to but it's gonna be a bunch of other stuff coming I'm just and gonna need your login information Zach thanks in advance you are you are you are wrong. So <laughs> you know it's so funny. Like everybody has Candace and I's login. Like it's like I go on my little Netflix and my Hulu. I see like seventeen accounts. I'm like, how who are all these little profiles? Like, what is this? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you're um, the grown up. I don't know what to tell you. Clearly, my goodness though. Uh, and some of them, some of some of them created profiles when they were like, you know, in college. But like, come on, man! Like, y'all got money now. Y'all need to go ahead and help get your own. You know what I mean? Anyway, chip in. Chip in. Exactly. Put in on this. You know what I'm saying? You put it. You gotta put five on it. That's all I'm trying to say. So, okay. With that being said, I feel like we're at the end. So, is there anything else? Nope. That's it. Um, I actually was gonna use Endgame as my favorite thing as well. Um. I've seen that movie several times at this point. 
and uh yeah y'all watch it so we can talk about it in two months straight up okay well uh i guess that's that thank you for listening to us and joining us on the living corporate podcast we are on all of al gore's internet everywhere everywhere just type in living corporate check us out you type in living corporate on google we will pop up on every major player um you can check us on twitter check us out on twitter at living corp underscore pod on instagram at living corporate podcast you can email us at living corporate podcast at gmail.com and actually on instagram it's not living corporate podcast it's living corporate boom thank you um if you have any questions anything you any letters you'd like to send in on the show for us to read them like we did on this episode today again just email us or you could dm us on twitter and instagram because our dms are wide open that's right we don't you don't even have to follow us you can just dm us but come on be polite because some of y'all be out here wilding okay you know who y'all are i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you the airtime, but you know um let's see here what else what else what else uh no i feel like that's it you know what i'm saying grace and peace afro grease or whatever else you use to keep your skin and hair lathered um you know do do what you do so much is happening um (laughs) this has been zach (laughs) yeah this this has been our day y'all pray for zach he's going through some things (laughs) not at all not at all listen okay moisturize moisturization is important and we're talking to the people of color here. Come on, like you gotta come on, let's let's go. Carol's daughter, something. You gotta use something. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin from Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.